it's actually illegal. It gets, it's, it's, it's part of these actual privacy laws. This is what, this is what the, the, um, the liberals use to do the whole abortion thing. They say it's privacy because they, because they call abortion medical care. Okay. So they use something good, which is privacy in your medical care, which is good. Um, they use a good thing, which you should not have to disclose your medical information because that's creepy for somebody to ask that. I mean, this whole thing is so creepy, isn't it? It's icky, as I was saying yesterday. And um, but they use that to justify abortion. Oh, it's medical care. Therefore, you don't you know, you have to be able to do it. And no one can ask and blah, blah, blah. Right. That's a whole privacy argument. That's wrong. But the privacy argument is strong. And. The uh, privacy, it's something called the Privacy Act or something like that. Well, there's so many legalese, you, gotta, you know, you got to learn these things. But um, it's, it's actually, you have the right to refuse. You actually also have the right to withdraw. So that's something that people don't know as well. You can say to your employer, uh, basically you can say to your employer, I would like a, an exemption or something, which is you technically um, giving your status. You're actually then allowed to withdraw the consent. So you can actually say to them, now you have to throw out the information and present it, pretend it doesn't exist. Those are, your, those are your actual legal superior court of the province established rights in the province of Ontario. There is a stipulation in it like there is with every law where under certain circumstances, but the whole circumstances thing has not been... Uh, it has not been actually played out. This is where, so that, that means basically, uh, it's in case law, as far as I can tell, you know, if you, um, if you basically, I don't know, something happens to you and you're unconscious and they need to know something, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, then in those circumstances, somebody has a right to your medical information. It's kind of like that. It's like life and death kind of stuff, but there's no precedent. There's no precedent for this idea that you can just ask somebody or demand for reasons of employment that they have to give medical information. There's no precedent for that whatsoever. This is where I think the whole Coronatopia stuff starts to fall apart. And we're seeing this because, listen, these unions, and this is good news, this union that is deciding, telling their members, and this is advice from their union, I'm in a union technically. I still get emails. I don't check them because they make me blood boil. I still get emails from the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Association, O-E-C-T-A, should stand for Ontario Ex-Catholic Teachers Association. Anyway, I still get emails from them and uh, they are not like they are their own little government. They have lawyers that are retained for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like they are not, this is, it's their, it's a shadow government. It's like a CIA in employment. All big unions, especially the teachers one in Ontario. It's massive. It's like 100,000 members or something. And um, so, but the point is, if they're going to tell you to do something, you know that they have had the fanciest, schwankiest lawyers make sure that they're correct on that. It's not something they do lightly. So this is a really big development. And this points to the fact that I'm positive. I am positive that this privacy thing... and you know, keep this in mind. I've been saying this for a while, haven't I? I've been saying it's not going to come down to morality of, of what's right and just for the common good. It's not going to come down to uh, scientific arguments in and of themselves. It's going to come down to privacy precedent. Because one thing that these leftists want is privacy because they're all perverts. 
I shouldn't say they're all perverts. Leftism is full of perversion, obviously. And um, it's been a classic thing. You know, the government does not have any, um, you know, does not have any place in your bedroom. Like that sort of thing. That's a big deal to liberals. And the moment you start saying what can go in and out of your body, I told you yesterday, it starts to sound a little rapey. Like it's like really, it starts to sound like a, a weird perverted form of assault. You know, you have to put this in your body. That's a really creepy precedent to set. And I think it's getting people's creepy, creepy meters. Their spidey, their creepy senses tingling. I think people are starting to wake up to it uh, because this is a left. I mean, this union, the TTC union. Okay. I looked up the guy who's in charge of it. He said he deleted the tweet or something uh, that one of the, one of them he put out recently. But I looked up his tweets. He's you know just some Joe Blow and he's the president of some union. But he's the president of a twelve hundred twelve thousand person union. That's not that's a, that's a, I mean he's he's like the mayor of a, a small town, but with more money than a town. <laughs> and um, he has multiple tweets on you know wokeness. You know he's all about diversity, this and racial awareness and indigenous. You know he's got all the things. He's all the things. So this guy is a committed leftist. So this committed leftist organization is coming out and saying, we we are telling our members not just to say resist the mandates, not just to say get your exemptions, don't divulge your information. It's a pretty big deal, my friends. That's a pretty big deal. And, um, you know, this leads me to what I was thinking uh, uh, we should talk. Also, another thing, sorry, I've got so much on my mind right now. Um, there was a poll that's been going around in Canada, and it's it's just a, um, a poll from a legacy media. This morning, there were almost 24,000 votes. 76% said they did not support restrictions on the unvaccinated. 76%. That's huge. And that's a legacy media company, CTV News. Might as well be an NBC poll. Granted, it's the internet, but again, it's legacy media. This isn't like Alex Jones, you know, feeling all Corona, Corona EE poll. This is a legacy media poll and 70 and it's, and it's continued today. Uh, I checked it this morning, but anyway, almost 80% of people legacy media poll. Don't think restrictions are good. So, I mean, come on guys. There's some pretty good stuff going on. There's some pretty good stuff going on. I dare not be hopeful. I dare not be hopeful. Uh, But you know what? I think I got a little bit of hope. I think I got a little bit of hope. Uh, There are more and more people coming out saying that they're not going to support this. Uh, I think we see the elites getting a little bit desperate. I'm on the front lines of this. I hate that term, front lines. But we have that, I keep telling you, we have that um, We have that political riding, that political party here, the P- People's Party of Canada. Um, I have never, and their, their major stance is anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine passport. That's what they are. They're actually a very right-wing party in a lot of ways. They don't touch the pro-life issue. Their members are allowed to be pro-life, and they can push, they, they'll never stop that, which is great. There's total freedom for that, which is actually rare because the liberals and the conservatives don't bring it up. So they're, at, they're the most pro-life party we have, uh, but it's just not an official policy stance of theirs. Uh, but they are anti-mass immigration. They are um, anti-lockdown, anti-vaccine passport. They're anti-wokeness. They want to revoke the diversity laws in Canada, the multicultural laws, excuse me, because they said that's just stupid. Um, they want to promote Canadian culture. 
Um, they want to integrate people, dare I say, assimilate into Canadian society. Um, they want to put a halt to not all refugees. I'm not anti-refugee at, in total. I'm not. That's unchristian of me. I mean, there's listen, if somebody is like a person of goodwill and like, you know, his kids are getting blown up by landmines, I have no problem trying to find a way for to help that guy. I'm, I think we can all agree on that. But we just bring in, it's political. It's a political weapon, and we know that. Um, you know, you get a plane full of 25-year-old men uh, fleeing a country, and it's like, uh, I think the women and children should probably get out first, buddy, if you're really being compassionate, you know? So his whole thing is really pulling all that back. Um, it's really great. It's really great uh, what they're doing. And I have never seen... I have never seen so many political signs on so many lawns as I am seeing for the People's Party of Canada. It's starting to feel all silent majority, majority EE. It's not going to be, I, I mean, some people have speculated and it's a four-way race. You know, in Canada, we've got multiple party system. You only need 30% of the popular vote to win. That's crazy, isn't it? You can win a minority government with only 30% of the vote. I don't know. I guess we're going to see just how ticked off Canadians are in 11 days when we have the election. Okay, can't come fast enough. Um, but the point is, stuff is happening. Uh, I think it's pretty good, what's going on right now. And uh, there are actually reasons to hope. And I think the elites, they are... Um, I think the elites, I think they're getting desperate. I mean, right now, Pisaki, she's basically saying... Uh, I just saw a thing from her on Twitter... Rick Barrett just uh, retweeted it that, um, you know, basically compel, they're trying to compel even small businesses to have vaccine mandates. You can't do that. I mean, guys, let's be honest here. Do you remember back before July 4th when, uh, I mean, it was like, you know, June or whenever and Obama or Obama, they're all the same, uh, Biden, he was saying, you know, if you follow the rules or whatever, maybe you can have a gathering on July 4th and like half the country was like not even listening and they're thinking, what the hell are you talking about, buddy? We've been open for like three months. <laughs> We've been having packed baseball stadiums for, since April. Um, the feds can't do a lot of things, even under Trump. You know, Trump's, Trump said they want, he wanted the lockdowns, sure, but it had, to, it had to happen because of the states. It's really fun. We're starting to see the local levels whether that be your state, whether that be your union, whether that be your uh, city, your association, whatever, we're starting to see them stand up. And they're standing up to this diabolical religion, this diabolical corona religion. And there's a couple articles I want to reference here. The first one I'm going to go to, by the way, you're listening to the Kennedy Profession here on the Crusade Channel, the last live radio station standing. This is your favorite afternoon show where we make sense of a lawless world using the natural law. And natural law is key. You know, we played that clip of that philosopher yesterday. you got to be a Founders Pass Premium member in order to listen to the old shows. Dr. Julie Panessi. And um, she made an amazing argument as to why you can't have vaccine passports or uh, mandated vaccines for employees. And she did not bring up religion. She brought up Socrates, so I know she's a sensible woman. Um... But, you, but she did not invoke religion. She just invoked natural law principles. Principles of fairness, principles of ethics, principles of, you know, um, consent. I mean, all these things that we just know to be true. And that's why I did my monologue yesterday about why I still believe in the rule of law. I still believe in the rule of law because uh, it's written on our, it's written, as St. Paul says, it's written on our hearts. We can't escape it. And we're seeing this. 
You know, these people in these unions, even though unions are committed woke leftists, when something comes against what they just know in their gut to be true, you know, hey, you can't tell me to jab myself with something, you friggin' creep, right? Come on, how creepy is that? They just say, yeah, we're just, no, this is illegal. People just stand up for it. And I have to say, you know, this has been some soul searching for me. I mentioned this yesterday a bit, but when this whole thing started, and I was living through all this nonsense here, and it's been, you know, an interesting. Um, I had a hard time trusting when I would talk to some people that were really of goodwill and they'd say, man, don't worry, this is illegal. It's going to pass. And I would be like, ah, legal schmeagle. It's all screwed. We're all, you know, I had that mentality because I'm thinking, well, this is illegal anyway. Well, it doesn't matter that, I mean, the lockdowns, they're, they're illegal if you really follow them through. But the point is it just takes people a little bit of time. You know, it takes people a little bit of time to, to recalibrate everyone. You know, people were scared into submission when this started. They really were. And that's the creepiest part about it was the whole behavioral science thing. We've seen that from like, literally they hired them in England and things. And this is why I think another lockdown is going to be really hard to get people to do because the way they got people into the first one was scaring the crap out of them and uh, basically conditioning them over a period of about three to four weeks. Remember that? It was really three to four weeks before you do full lockdown. And then it was two weeks of this and then extended. I mean, you basically had, it really was an, an example par excellence of, of, of gradual behavior modification to the point where you just accepted it as a new state of being. But if a place has dropped restrictions, I mean, you gradually got them out of that. I think it'd be hard to convince people uh, to go back into the one they were in. Well, anyway, there are committed disciples of this new religion. And one thing that really was bad at the beginning of this whole thing was with the way the religious institutions, they acquiesced to the lockdowns and they never should have done that. Article here from the Brownstone Institute. We're going to just quickly go through parts of this one. And, uh, and then I'm going to get to this one from Chronicles, which is a really uh, good resource in my opinion. It's called Politics is a New Religion. It's a very lengthy read. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we'll talk about that more after the break. But this one here from Brownstone, it's written by a gentleman named Robert uh, Frudenthal. I believe he's probably Jewish. I don't know. And uh, he writes, religious institutions play a key role in our society. Not only are they places where people can mark life events, build community and connect with others. They also play a historic role in protecting the vulnerable and in many cases providing sanctuary for the homeless or for people who are otherwise marginalized. There are also places where intergenerational relationships are fostered and ideas discussed. At a time of crisis, such as, a during, such as during a pandemic... Uh, is exactly when institutions are even more needed than ever. And when faced with uncertainty, many seek the comfort of, and support of religious institutions. Yet, during the pandemic of the lockdowns, and the lockdowns, excuse me, religious institutions were only too willing to shut themselves down, close their doors, and therefore abandon those that depended on them. Hospital chaplaincy services were wound down, weddings forbidden, funerals limited, mourning rituals criminalized. That's a big deal. Uh... This is something that's, you know, I don't believe in evolution, okay? But one of the things that the evolutionists will say, sort of make, is a mark of, like, humanness, is burying the dead. That's something that only human beings do. And uh, I remember I was listening to, uh, <laughs> oh, back in the day, I was listening to some Joe Rogan episode. And there was a guy on there who was trying to talk about the Sasquatch, you know? And, um... 
he was talking about how they think that the Sasquatch like bury their dead. Anyway, wacky ideas. But point is, um, taking away the grieving rituals. You know, I have a friend, and his wife lost her dad during the worst part of the lockdown. And like, she's a woman of faith, and they're a strong couple. They really are devout Christians. But like, it ruined her. 